And good evening to all of our listeners that are already listening in. I'm your host, D. Heflin, and we have a great show in store for you tonight. I'm very excited at this new year that is, it's weird to say that it's even upon us because it's already upon us, but 2017. And may I encourage you tonight that you have 2017 reasons to build your business, to market yourself, and to take yourself to, to the entirely next level. Just one announcement before we begin with tonight's broadcast. I wanted to definitely say a very happy birthday. It's already passed on Sunday, but Sunday would have marked the 102nd birthday. For many that have been listening to the No One Talk broadcast for a very long time, know that my master teacher was Dr. John Henry Clark. So we definitely take this time to honor the life and legacy of Dr. Clark, who would have been 102 years old had the brother still remained with us. And so I, I'm going to play just a bit of Dr. Clark, one of my favorite Dr. Clark lectures because many have been hitting me up and asking me about the information and have been asking me to play maybe a snippet of a Dr. Clark lecture. So bear with me for just one moment. I'm going to just play just a bit. And this is Dr. Clark's lecture from February 16, 1993, titled Notes for an African World Revolution. Hold on just one moment. Just 
You were just listening to the immortal words of Dr. John Henry Clark. Dr. Clark said something that was very pertinent toward the end of this lecture, which is going to set the tone for our show for tonight. Dr. Clark said that all of everything that I've described, all the innovation, that is tomorrow's world. And if you're in doubt about the world tomorrow, start it tomorrow. But if you're sure about it, start it today. So with that said, I, I have a husband and wife team that's actually on the line tonight that are very special guests, and they are Brother Jabril Ali and Sister Stacy Michelle Ali. They are the directors of One Community, One Orlando. So I'm going to go ahead and bring them on the broadcast. Brother Jabril, good to hear from you, man. Welcome to the No One Talk broadcast. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot, Devin. Hello, Devin? Yes. Thank, yeah, thanks a lot for having us on the show tonight. We're really excited to talk about uh, what we've been doing over the last few months and what our plans are for the community. So thank you again for hosting us and uh, giving us this platform. Oh, absolutely. And thank you all for all that you continue to do for the community. I see you guys. You guys are as they will say in the street, you guys are all over the map. So, <laughs> so I definitely thank you guys for continuing to be any and everywhere because our people need any and everything that can help take our community to the next level. I, I want to go ahead and get into the interview portion. Just for our listeners that might not be familiar with One Community, One Orlando, tell them a bit about the organization from its inception and also some of the basis of the organization. Not a problem. Well, One Community, One Orlando, I guess started from a passion and an idea that we kept seeing in the community. I've, just a little bit about myself, um, I'm no newbie to Orlando. I've lived in Orlando my entire life. The same neighborhood that I grew up in is the same neighborhood I'm raising my family in. And so it's with that perspective that I come into the conversation trying to figure out how we can move the community forward. So I guess what ended up happening was uh, a few things, and I'll mention one of them, and then I'll let Stacey chime in. Uh, last summer, they hosted a job fair for the youth. Uh, over 1,000 students came out to Jones High School. But unfortunately, only uh, one participant, excuse me, only about 100 participants, 100 people got hired. And so what we saw of opportunity, or at least there's people who want the opportunity, and uh, there's an old quote about uh, uh, being the change that you want to see, and we decided at that point in time, what can we do to offer our community um, an opportunity, and so you start small, you start humbly. Uh, we have a following, or at least an audience and friends that we know through our connections through school. I went to Florida A&M uh, College and, and, and so forth. So I got over 1,500 friends on my Facebook. And friends can be a resource if you employ them. And so what we do is we take donations and we then employ the youth to go out there and then subsequently provide opportunities for the community. And so I'll pause right there and I'll let Stacy come on in and talk about, again, some of the inception points. Hello. Yes. Yes. Okay. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Stacey. How are you? I'm doing well. Oftentimes we always get asked how we're doing, but no one asks us back. So I just wanted to do that. Um, to piggyback off what Jabril said, 
we wanted to create opportunity. One thing that I noticed, or at least I'm a history buff, so I studied, is um, people do things from the lack of opportunity. If you give the people opportunity, then you can decipher who are the criminals and then who are just doing crime. So instead of focusing on, um, like, well, at least like what my mother used to tell me all the time, she still does, you get what you focus on. So if you want a war on crime, if you want a war on drugs, if you want a war to fight this, you're going to get a war. But if you want to uh, focus on education, you want to focus on opportunity, you want to focus on building the community, and you want to focus on the youth, uh, you will get uh, the positive results from what you focus on. So uh, we are doing this not to combat anybody and their efforts. However, we just see a lot of people doing the same things, and we didn't want to reinvent the wheel. We wanted to, I guess, you know, how people, there's wheels on cars. However, people put rims on them. So I guess we want to put the rims on the wheels, you know what I'm saying? So And, and yet still use the different cars, but put rims on different people's cars. Because our objective, like I said, is not to reinvent the wheel, which is why we partner up with a lot of people, because um, it's certain things we don't do. However, there may be an organization that does, and then now that we partner up, you now know about this organization or this organization followers now know about us. And that's um, the most important thing because we always holler there's nothing out here. However, I constantly say, seek and ye shall find. When your child told you I wanted this specific gift for Christmas, you went and searched and find it. So if you want your children to be in different organizations uh, geared to you know, geared towards whatever their likes or what you feel that they need in their life, then you will go and find it. Wow, indeed. And and what what are some fundamental issues in the Orlando community that you would like to work through with One Community One Orlando in 2017? Well, like I said, our focus is the youth because if we do this for the next five years, that means the 17, 16, 15-year-olds will be 20, one twenty twenty you know twenty one twenty nineteen which means they will be adults um ultimately, we want to give them opportunity um not just because college isn't for everybody or people may take a late start on college or may drop out, so we want to give them opportunities to get their tax certification as well as get their contracting license through our partner, Ox School of Construction, which will allow them to go to school uh, at 17 and learn different trades like plumbing, electrical work, and carpentry. And then, of course, um, I always say I don't want to move to Windermere. I want Windermere here. And so what we do with the youth is we want to go out in the different communities, assess the communities, ultimately start painting the houses, fixing the houses through the programs, because it's just bigger than trying to give them jobs. It's actually beautifying our neighborhood, taking care of the elderly. Some of them may need plumbing. Well, now that the kids are in school and know they're plumbing, now they can get hands-on training and get still fix Big Ma House at a discounted rate because uh, our school of construction is 501c3. So we really want to take this to a whole other level, not just uh, providing jobs and opportunities for children. We want to clean up our neighborhoods and make our neighborhoods look like everything. This is the city beautiful, correct? Well, let everything be beautiful. Indeed, and, and, and that, that's fantastic to hear because what, what I'm hearing is that this model mirrors the classic Booker T. Washington model of education plus application. Not, not only having a ready curriculum for our students, but also putting our students to work and showing them that this education does benefit them in the real world. Correct. 
like because um a lot of us we always say you know the kids in the hood I see a lot of people go they're crazy they're lazy you know they they have no respect and I'm going yo they're children and they learned this from somebody so if they're all of these things who taught them you may want to check yourself parents you know maybe you're the reason why your children are like that and what we need to do is stop criminalizing them and giving them opportunity because um, you'll be surprised when I go out to Jones High School. I went today just to give out free snacks and tell the kids I love them and just the conversations that I have with the children, how they want to start a black history um, a club there. They want uh, more of us to come out and they want us to listen. Sometimes as adults, we tend to uh, – try to solve children's problems and not listening to them about where they think their problems or how their problems could be solved. So if we just step back, listen to the kids, listen to the youth, realize that children are people too, then we will be able to solve some of the things and, of course, get out of our selfish ways because there's certain people that try to hinder you, especially when you work with youth for personal ways. And, you know, adults, we got to get beyond that. But I'll talk all day. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and piggybacking and, and, off of that, Stacy, if I could, you know, when we were out on Ivy Lane on December the thirty first, one of the uh, great things that came out of that is 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 the fact that we had a young male about fourteen, fifteen years old. Uh, he left his house early that morning, probably leaving a difficult, tumultuous situation, and all he wanted to do was just help out. And, you know, what we end up doing was, because one of the participants couldn't make it, he then became um, uh, a participant and ultimately got paid for his time and looking forward to coming with us as we move forward on this initiative. So to piggyback what Stacey is saying, the opportunities are there. Here in Orlando, we have 250,000 residents here. Um, and, 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 and so there's capital investment that we could direct to our communities, but we have to have a vehicle in which to uh, uh, propel our communities forward. And that's the whole premise of what we're doing is giving ourselves an ability to start uh, uh, community building, start developing our youth so that way they can be those builders, those uh, those uh, uh, uh Employ those uh, workers, those uh, skilled laborers, to be a part of the community in a real enriching way. Um, so again, that's the process there. That's the philosophy, and again, that's how we're going to be able to affect and change our community. Wow! And, and what what areas of Orlando has one community one Orlando serviced so far? Yeah, absolutely. We've been in uh, three communities so far. We started off in Lake Lana Dune on October the 8th. We had seven participants there. Um, it was right after Hurricane Matthew. Um, we partnered up with West Lakes uh, Com- Economic Opportunity Council. We partnered up with uh, uh, um, a, a wetland group, a conservation group to preserve the lake because there's a lot of issues that are happening in our community at Lake Lana Dune, how we as residents in that area, Stacey and I live around the shadows of the stadium, and there's been a lot of energy there. And we wanted to, again, show the community that we care. Uh, the next month, we went out to Lake Man Estates because we said we wanted to connect in a more dynamic way. And in our communities, a lot of the homeowners are seniors and elders. So we reached out to Lake Man Estates Homeowners Association. There was roughly about six or seven homes we did. We pressure washed, we mulched, 
and that was a very enriching experience. The the, the homeowners there were uh, uh, very excited, coming out of their homes, trying to figure out who we are, what we're doing, and realizing, wow, there's people here who care. Uh, we had roughly 13 participants there. And then last month, or three day, or four, about a week ago, we were in uh, – Ivy Lane with 30 participants, 15 from Saving Our Daughters, a, a phenomenal group of, of young women who are doing some great things to empower the youth. We're directed towards males, but again, what Stacey was saying was we wanted to show collaboration and cooperation not only in our community and, and, and not only in our own group, but throughout other groups who are doing some great things because we received such an overwhelming response about where uh, uh, where where the girls, can the girls get involved? We are targeting males because in our communities, males are the ones that are being attacked. Remember I talked about the reason why we're starting this. It wasn't just only because of lack of opportunity. We went to meeting after meeting about some of the solutions and some of the problems in our community. And you know what we got told from law enforcement? The folks who are perpetuating the crime, the folks that are are the problems in our community are males, 18 to 30. And I took that as a personal attack to say the community is identifying people of color, males in this case, to be the problems. And what we want to do is change that narrative. We don't want to have our community looked at as an eyesore. There are some great people in our neighborhoods that are doing some tremendous things. And so we have to, and that's why I appreciate you telling our story. We have to have media. We need a whole kind of uh, business development and a whole entourage and partnerships and put together, put, put our egos aside and say, how are we going to take our resources and make a true impact in our community? And, again, this is how it all started, and this is some of the philosophy about why we do what we do. Wow. Wonderful. I want to say for those that are just tuning in to the No One Talk broadcast, as I see a couple of callers on the line, this is our interview tonight, our very special interview with Jabril and Stacey Ali, the directors of One Community, One Orlando. I see the Facebook audience giving me a couple of messages here to call in. You can dial in at 347-989-0180. You can press 1 to leave a comment or if you have a question for Jabril or for Stacy Michelle Ali. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back on the No One Talk broadcast with our interview with Stacy and Jabril. Thank <laughs> you. 
about my background comes comes into fruition as I was telling you as a, as a father 
that means something. I'm thinking about the next 10, 20 years. Everything that's happening in downtown Orlando is causing communities on the west side to be inundated with these issues. That's a start. As a graduate of Jones High School, I'm concerned about making sure Jones High School is an is a institution that will be here forever. As a graduate of Florida and with a degree in public management, my education, formative education, showed me what organizations can do. So at the end of the day, this is our passion. This is um, something we want to make sure is a is a is, is something that this community can have for 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 perpetuity. So this is something that is definitely represents who we are, what our values are, what our commitment to the community is. Absolutely. And and Stacy. Okay, a little bit of background about me. My mother is an educator. She actually went to South Carolina State. I've got her librarian degree, so I was forced to read a lot of books. Um, as well as her being at South Carolina State, she went to jail with Martin Luther King and, and had to experience the Orangeburg Massacre where the KKK bombed South Carolina State University. Her and my uncle were there at that time. Um, so my mother was a freedom writer, so I grew up like that. She's also from Charleston, South Carolina, which uh, she took us every summer where we would have to go and visit the old um, the, the old slave trading court, which is the Charleston Marketplace, and they still have some of the old uh, vintage things that were in there. So I was raised with a lot of history and self-worth, and then, of course, um, my mother being who she is, even though she's Christian, she made me go and see uh, Louis Farrakhan one time when I was like seven or eight. And then I had the opportunity to go to the Men and Women March, which was, um, I guess, put together by uh, Dr. Viola Deuce Jackson and Winnie Mandela, who happened to be best friends. And Dr. Viola Deuce Jackson is my adopted grandmother. Well, literally that next year in 1998, uh, that summer, uh, Winnie Mandela and Dr. Fiona Deuce put together a missionary trip where they took 50 Americans to the township of Ghanakura, South Africa, where I got to visit Winnie Mandela's house that she lives in now. My mother went to the old house where her and Nelson uh, used to live. And, of course, when we got there, we had the Africans singing to us. So um, just experiencing that, wanting to get in touch with that, realizing that they have, at least in South Africa, Ghanakura, they had no idea of the slave trade. They had no idea, and I was 16 at the time. So here I am looking at another country. Here I am, uh, you know, looking at us fighting for BMWs and Mercedes-Benz, and over here the poorest of the poorest have those cars. Uh, it was a big wake-up call for me. And then, of course, me going through what I'm going through, me experiencing me losing friends. I lost a friend at 13, Erica Bur- uh, Bearden, who was shot by another girl, Princess Oliverton. And- then I lost another uh, friend in ninth grade, too, actually, Yodi. Um, he was shot. And then uh, Darnell, who I went to middle school, he was shot. Uh, just losing friends left and right behind me, uh, it, it made me go, okay, what's going on? Let me figure out, and what can I do to help? And with all the research, all the study, you know, all the history that I found, uh, the lack of opportunity, the lack of family, um, is, and the lack of education and self-worth is what is missing. So once again, I'm going to go back to this, we focus on that. 
uh, everything else will fall into place. So if you want to create a better neighborhood, you have to start building families. I'm not here to tell you how to be your family. If it's a man or woman, a woman, a woman, man, man. I'm just saying build a stable family for your children. That way families build communities, communities build cities, and we will have something that we can be proud of and invest in. So uh, just the struggle and respect for my ancestors alone is the reason why I do what, uh, what we do. Because, you know, Harriet Tubman didn't have an inkling of what we had. And imagine if she did, what would she do with what we have today? And out of respect for them uh, is why I have to do what or why we have to do what we are doing. Absolutely, indeed. It it, it appears that we have a caller on the line. The last four digits are 6263. Caller, you are on the No One Talk broadcast. Do you have a question for One Community One Orlando? Uh, well, actually, um, Stacy is my sister, and that's my brother-in-law. And uh, I was just calling to let them know that I support them. I'm so proud of them. I'm hearing them on the radio doing good things. I was just in Orlando helping out with their community one. And um, I'm telling you something. You know, when I was a kid, we did the same thing. We helped clean up the community for the older folks. And I think nowadays what kids are lacking is just um, – you know, common sense. You know, it's all about what people got nowadays instead of what can we do to try to help. Because when we're gone, what are the kids going to do to the world? You know, that's the way I look at it. Indeed. And, and, so, and thank you so much for your call. Thank you thanks so much for your call. The concept of legacy is very important. I, I, w- I would hearken to a great modern-day philosopher called Dame Dash. He said, I hustle for my last name, not my first name. So, it's 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 very important that what we store up today we prepare for tomorrow. So absolutely. Also, also, Stacy, for one community, one Orlando. What are some of the core platforms of the organization? For one, we want to uh, establish in the children a self-worth of where they are. Sometimes we always want to move out the hood instead of moving back to the hood and making it better. So we want them to take pride in where they are. Like my mother-in-law always say, God can't bless you with more if you don't take care of what you got. Um, I, like I said, the research that I do, even the little bit that we have, we have one cent in our bank account. We're richer than 99.9% of the world. And uh, that alone humbles me because uh, no matter what uh, that alone humbles me, and I want, I want to instill that in the children because that alone shows you that someone is fighting to be as broke as you. <laughs> and um, the platform, really, somebody is just fighting to be able to be as broke as you are. Somebody in the world right now, I'm sure there's a kid in Syria wishing that they could lay down and just hear gunshots and know that there's not a bomb you know, coming over their head or, you know, their mother and dad is missing now. So it's a lot of things that we need to be grateful for here in America, even though we go through a lot. So I want to instill that in them. I want to also instill, you know, how to work with our hands. We can't build a community if we don't know how to build houses, if we don't know how to farm, if we don't know how to um, uh, invest in ourselves. So those are the different things that I want to as well. I'm already talking to a bank to see if I can help the kids open up a savings account. It ain't much, but at least they can put something in the account. And then hopefully that savings account, when they get it, they'll turn it into a CD or however. I want to start bringing uh, people here, or I am going to start bringing, rather, 
people that are going to teach them how to do stock, the stock market, you know, if you like to gamble. So say if the kids like to gamble, well, let's teach them how to gamble the legal way, you know, through the stock market. <laughs> that way they can invest right and not be on the block subjecting themselves to um, the foolery that's around or just being labeled because they are around there. If they want to learn how to do investments, let's get some bankers out there to talk to the kids and show them this is what you go, this are the ways you go to become a banker. So it's a lot of different avenues, but our, our major thing, of course, is building our community one brick at a time. And through that, partnering with different organizations. So if there's an organization, I'm calling you out, there's an organization that teaches kids uh, banking, please hit us up because we don't, I won't have to do it. We can provide you know, that, that platform for you and then now the kids that we have now know about your organization. It's not trying to take anybody's shine. It's not trying to take anybody's growth. It's just trying to um, tell people and show people if we team up, if we put it past our differences, Muslims, Christians, non-believers, gays, straight, spades, whatever you want to call it, if we put aside our differences and focus on our community, we will build great things. So uh, that's what the one thing I want to instill is the same thing that I learned at Florida A&M University in the band. You know, I had to learn my sexual leader's first name, last name, where her mother was from, what instrument she played, what school she was from. But it was because out of respect of the people who came before me. And because of that, we all have that bond. And that's that family bond I want to build. We may not all like each other. But if we all focus on one goal and it's to better our community, we could put aside our differences and create beauty um, out of nothing. And um, that's just my major goal, you know, to, to give people hope, uh, joy, and inspiration. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the number one issue affecting youth in, youth in Orlando at this time? Parents. <laughs> Everything starts at home. Uh, so parents, parents, it's like somebody could put crack in my face. That doesn't mean I have to choose it. Because you live in that neighborhood doesn't mean you have to live that life that's around it. And like I said, nowadays, everything is at the tip of your thumb. So you could download Facebook, you can download Twitter, you could download Instagram, then you can find other avenues. Go look at what Dubois looks like and how you can go there. Go, you know, what do you want to be in life? Go look that up and how you can get there and what steps you need to take to get there. There's no excuse. Uh, on no one's end. Um, like I said, there's always something to play against us. However, we have the knowledge and the information. It's the age of information. So there's there's no excuse. The number one problem is parents. Parents need to step up. And, and then once the parents step up, then everything else will fall into place. We keep trying to fight battles when the war is the family. The war is the breakdown of the family. All learning starts at home. Before your child goes to any type of school, your child is with you first. And for for those that would like to get involved with One Community, One Orlando, what are some ways that they can get in touch with the organization? They The best way to get in touch, because we are so busy and it's just me and Jabril, running our um, 
phone line. The best way to really get in touch with us where we can uh, document everything and get back with you in a feasible amount of time is going to our website at onecommunityoneorlando.org. And when I say one, that's the number one. So number one community, the number one Orlando.org. And then they were, uh, that website will walk you through on how you can get uh, updates through your Twitter, updates through Facebook, email, and we even have updates through text messaging now. So if you want to register your number so you can get the latest updates that's going, things that's going on in the community, because like I said, our website is not just about us. There's other things that's going on in the community that we post on our website as well. So if you want to know the different things that's going on uh, with us and other things uh, in the community, you're more than welcome to go to one community, oneorlando.org, and fill out the information. That way you can continue to get the emails and the updates. Indeed. And once once again, I must reiterate for those that are just tuning in, this is No One Talks broadcast interview with One Community, One Orlando. We just have just one other brief commercial break, and we will be back with our conclusion of our interview with Jabril and Stacy Ali.
And welcome back to the No One Talk broadcast. Once again, we're very honored tonight to be interviewing husband and wife team, Jabril and Stacy Ali, the directors and founders of One Community, One Orlando. And what they've done during this interview time is they've shed a couple of perspectives on us in terms of their core platform for their organization, as well as its usefulness in the Orlando community and the transformation that it has brought to the Orlando community in the relative time that it has existed. Hello. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I could not. I could not hear. I'm not sure what exactly what happened, but I could not hear. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, sure. Yes, I was just welcoming everybody back to the No One Talk broadcast. Oh, hey, yeah, y'all. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't. Something was happening. I couldn't, and I couldn't hear. I'm so sorry. Okay, no, 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 that's not a problem, no problem at all. Sure, I just want to tell just our listeners as well that, that will be potentially calling in. For the guest call-in, the call-in number is 347-989-0180, and then press 1 to drop a comment. Once again, that number series is 347-989-0180. I, I wanted to just, during our interview, just bring out one item. When, when we originally met, when I originally met you and Jabril, and it was at a Washington Shores meeting just some time ago, and I, I just wanted to highlight one of the items that you brought out as you were talking to some of the law enforcement enforcement officials, and it was the dollar-a-month program. If you could just elaborate on the dollar-a-month program within the One Community, One Orlando organization for our listeners. Correct. Um, a lot of times we always uh, complain, and I remember watching a guy called Tim Wise, and he was basically saying, uh, in a nutshell, he lived with a roommate who was dirty, and they had a pot on the stove that was sitting for days and days and days, and he just kept getting upset, and, and it just clicked. It was like, if I don't like it, either I just complain about it and still smell it, or just do something about it because I don't like it if I have the power to. So we sat and we thought, we was like, wow, there's over 250,000 residents in Orlando, Florida. I look at Channel 9 um, comments, especially, like I said, I do a lot of research. So I look at all the news uh, media comments, uh, especially by other neighborhoods or other people, and it's, oh, they need to do this, they need to do that, they need to do this. And I'm like, wow, 250,000 residents. Jabril thought, wow, 250,000 residents. Give us one dollar a month. That's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. Three million a year. Imagine what three million a year could do, uh, just by one dollar. And how? I mean, like one dollar. Like you spend that at a vending machine. What did the vending machine do do to you? All right. If nobody else want to donate outside of our neighborhood, our neighborhood. If we can buy Michael Kors purses. If we can buy red bottoms, three hundred dollar wigs and hair. You know, what's a dollar? <laughs> To get to get a youth off the street to stop them from maybe robbing you because with that type of money we can do this daily uh, where we can touch more than just thirty kids maybe a hundred two hundred like I said over, like Jabril said rather it was over nine hundred children that walked away without a job and the community could be the ones that employed them because the reality is they don't have summer jobs like they used to because the adults need those summer jobs now. You know, back in the day, you could find in the 80s and the 90s, 16, 17, to 18-year-olds working at McDonald's and the different fast food restaurants and the Chuck E. Cheese's of the world, but you can't find that hard anymore. It's adults taking those jobs, so the children have nothing. So I don't want them robbing me. 
I'm not saying all of them would do that, but if they, if you want something, maybe provide them an opportunity. That way they don't have to rob. Or if they do gamble, at least they don't have to go and steal from somebody. At least they made that money themselves, and they wanted to do what they wanted to do with their money. But once again, opportunity is exactly what they need. So let's give it to them. I mean, what's a dollar? 250,000 residents. We raised $24 million for the post victims, and I'm not even going to get on that because some of the African-American post victims have not even received anything from anybody or have been a oh, yeah. or anybody have supported uh, anything that they have done to do uh some you know in in remembrance of yes nine passed away however more than nine African Americans were affected uh, yet you know they they didn't receive any funds uh, from what I'm hearing if I'm wrong I will stand corrected but that's just from what I heard by somebody who uh, is very close with the Post Nightclub so it's 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 if you can raise twenty four million for a terrorist attack for the victims. Is it a terrorist attack that will raise millions, or is it the fact that people are hurting and there's something tragic that's happening? Things tragic are happening in our neighborhood. So if we can do it for a terrorist attack, then why can't we do it for the hood? Indeed. Because it doesn't fit the narrative, you know. It, it, it appears that we do have another caller on the line. The last four digits are 1946. Caller, you are on the air. Welcome to the No One Talk broadcast. Oh, snap. I'm on the air. What's up? How y'all doing? This is King Jones. Right. I'm just, I didn't know I was going to get put on blast. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> I love y'all, man. Hey, I'm just listening in, bro. <laughs> I'm just listening in. I'm just listening in. I just want to say, man. Um, I just, I just, I love the work that everybody's doing, um, and just showing love for the community. Um, and I'm just, I'm just listening in. Love y'all, man. <laughs> All right. Peace All right, out, brother. Thank, Thank you. you. We love you too. Thank you for your call, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I also, I know, uh, we took the time to talk about one community, one Orlando. However, I can say it's not just about our organization. I do want to talk to the sisters and the brothers out there because what else I'm seeing in our neighborhood is we got to stop disrespecting each other. You know, I, I um, with all the murdering and the stuff that's going on, um, in order to build families, everybody keeps saying building families, well, how? Well, one sister, you need to respect that brother. Uh, you don't need to call him an F Negro. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't need to call, you know, call him out his name or embarrass him or yell at him. You need to respect him. And if he's not respecting you, then just leave. It's that simple. And brothers, you need to respect each other. Stop calling us, you know, the 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 B word. Stop stop, you know, throwing tip drills at us. You know, tell these sisters that they 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 queens know they work. And another thing, you know, people can how do you crave the crime? Man, you know your baby daddy out there thugging, don't give him none. Don't give him none. Take that away from we have the power, ladies. We really do have the power. And we need to tell them, listen, for your children, I'd rather have an alive father that's broke than a dead daddy trying to be rich. Wow. And and we have to be sacred and choose wisely. You know, everybody like, I want to have sex. Great, have it. Sex is a beautiful thing. If it wasn't, you wouldn't be around here for the many years as you weren't. However, know that sex creates life. And since it does create life, no matter if it is used for pleasure, you do need to protect your soul because you are going to create a life. 
And if you know that man's not taking care of his other two kids, what makes you think he's going to take care of you and what comes out of you? Keep these men and women accountable. And because, you know, we, we, we have to do that. We need to, our parents need to be more involved also in, in the schooling. Maybe you can't make it to the PTA meeting, but daggone it, what's $5? Imagine if 400 parents donated $5 to the PTA. Because it's that straight facts, no printer. <laughs> you, you you get what I'm saying? Like, what what can we do? Being change is free. It all starts with you. It starts with the man in the mirror. Look at the man in the mirror. You just said you you sat there and gave your child two hundred dollar pair of Jordans that only cost twenty two dollars to make overseas. So they're giving you a thousand dollar what's that thousand dollar profit they're making off of you. Let's speak street terms to the people. If somebody was trying to sell you an ounce of something and make a thousand dollar profit off you, you'd be upset. So why do it because it's name brand? What have these name brands done besides create a materialistic mindset that causes you to kill someone or causes you to beat up someone because you don't have what you do want? It's material. You can't take any of that to the grave. All them Jordans lined in your room did not give your mother enough to bury you. Wow. And those are the mindsets. Hey, if you're going to be on that block, fine. Go get you some life insurance. Go get you some hospital insurance. In case you get shot and still survive, at least you'll get like $25,000 for being in the hospital. That's only like less than $20 a month. Go get you life insurance, less than $50 a month. $75 a month will secure you and your family since you want to live that life. But why are you even living that life anyway? You know, dope ain't, you know, cocaine ain't grown in America. And we can't, we can't walk across the street without getting profiled. So I'm not sure how we crossing in the borders and bringing it into the poorest neighborhood. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, it just bothers me because the operation rise when I ask them, you know, give me your dope money since y'all around here, you know, seizing the money and you say you give it back to different organizations, Chief Mina. I literally, it's a video out there. I asked them for their dope money. They told me they had no money. But then yet you got money for Operation Rise, which is, okay, that's fine. I understand. You arrest 49 people, seized about $20,000, six pounds of weed, divided by 49 people. That means, what, a dime each? Needless to say, uh, you did that, but not one drop of heroin was found in Pine Hills within those 49 people, yet heroin is an epidemic in Orlando, Florida. So if it wasn't found in Pound Hills, where was it? And why aren't you setting up an Operation Rise over there? Don't tell me crack is a crime in my neighborhood, but heroin is a mental health issue in yours. Because Operation Rise needs to be wherever the heroin is, since more children are born addicted to heroin here in Orange County. Go everywhere with this operation. Other than that, you look like slave patrol, and it's, it's pretty. Uh, I, 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 you don't have money to fund the different organizations, but where did you get the money to bring in the FBI and the AFT and you know set up these different shops in these neighborhoods? Which is, like I said, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you get what you focus on. That's all I'm gonna say. So if OPD is gonna focus on criminalizing, they're gonna get criminals. If they sit there and they take that money. If they have something in Lake Man, they have something in uh, Mercy Drive, they got all their substations set up in the project 
Why don't they do a monthly, uh, you know, juice and, and donuts, or, you know, for the kids when they walk to school in the morning? Now OPD has built a relationship with the kids since they got substations there. That money could have used that. Now maybe if somebody sees something, they have a trust with you because now you've built some type of relationship, midnight basketball with the kids. How many of the OPD or sheriff's department have used the different community centers around just to play basketball with the kids in our neighborhood? So you put money where you want to put money. It looks like you're putting money where you want to criminalize us. And so that's another reason why I want Community One Orlando is doing what we're doing, to try to curb the uh, criminalization of our youth. Sister, you just activated the ancestral energy of Queen Nzinga, Asata Shakur, and Queen Hatshepsut <laughs> all in one. What you just said. God bless it. <laughs> I got to put you on front with that one. But <laughs> but, I'm but, just but saying we got to do better. Indeed. And, and, we and once we know better, we, we can do better. And that's what One Community, One Orlando is is doing. I, I wanted to take this time, this opportunity, just to thank you all for coming on the No One Talk broadcast. And this certainly will not be the last time that we will be featuring you all. So I, I want to encourage all my listenership to definitely support the work of, sister, of Brother Jabril and Sister Stacy Michelle Ali as the directors and founders of One Community, One Orlando, wherein you can make a difference. Stacy, thank you so much for being on the No One Talk broadcast. Well, thank you for having us. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. And all I just want to let everybody know, the power is in you. Uh, the best helping hands are at the end of your own arm. Uh, know that you got the glow. That's my thing. You got the glow? You know that's all. Sorry. But <laughs> you got it. So use it, you know. Absolutely. Thank you, sister. Take care. You too. All right. Absolutely, and that's the No One Talk broadcast for tonight. I want to once again thank everybody for tuning in. If you would like to once again stay with our daily news site where we talk about history in a very real and authentic matter, you can visit us at www.pyramiddreams.com. That's pyramid, P-Y-R-A-M-I-D-R-E-A-M, with a Z on the end, pyramiddreams.com. Also, if you would like to take your business to the very next level, Innovate Today is guaranteed to succeed at meeting your business needs. You can definitely visit us over at www.innovateforward.com. That's with an 8 and a 4 in the middle. If you have any personal any questions for me just with regards to the No One Talk broadcast, or if you would like to book a goat, a, I was about to say book a ghost. I'm talking about ancestors. <laughs> if you would like to book a guest for the next edition of the No One Talk broadcast, you can email me at D, that's D, Heflin, H-E-F-L-I-N, at InnovateForward.com, or you can DM me right on Facebook. I'm under Facebook under my name, and that's D-E-V-I-N-H-E-F-L-I-N. Our guest for next week on the No One Talk broadcast will be Miles Moraine, who's doing a wondrous job in the Pine Hills community. Once again, we're going to have Miles Moraine on at 8 o'clock on the No One Talk broadcast for our January 11th broadcast next week. Until then, later on, my people, and we'll be talking. Thank you.